2: a service of Salem Media Group.
3: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Day 22 and counting. That makes a partial government shutdown the longest in U.S. history now. With neither Congress nor the White House budging on the issue of funding a border wall, Vice President Mike Pence does say Congress has approved back pay for all federal workers who aren't being paid during the shutdown. All the dedicated professionals at Customs and Border Protection and all of the agencies affected by this shutdown will be paid in full when the government reopens. Your families will get your paycheck. Federal workers receive pay stubs on Friday with only zeros on them as the effects of the lingering partial government shutdown hit home. Police in Ottawa are investigating the crash of a double-decker transit bus on Friday. They left three people dead and more than two dozen injured. The driver of that bus is in custody. Police have not said exactly what happened. This is SRN News.
4: Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. The Lord's blessings are around us all the time. Look for them. Enjoy them. Share them. Share Him. May we also exhort and encourage one another to be listed as good and faithful servants. I really appreciate the guys that I work with and i'm very confident especially in the sales guys tim and matt when they're in somebody's house they're going to treat them like i would treat a customer which is with sincerity and gentleness and caring we would like you to come away from a meeting with us knowing that regardless of where our relationship goes you are confident that we have your best interests at heart this is matthew with the kingdom builders we strive to have our standard be god's standard And we're here to reaffirm something we've always stood for. We're not salespeople. We're just great roughers. Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.net.
5: Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. We take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. The views
3: expressed
0: on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
6: The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business
7: 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. This is 1440. Happy second week of January. We're live. 651-289-4477 number. Call your questions, comments, etc. Been an interesting uh, uh, week of events. Not not least of which the continued... uh, Shut down and everybody and everybody talking about it i I have seen estimates i'll talk i'll give you I'll give you the economic news of the week, which was largely pretty darn good um it's kind of hard to find bad stuff we'll talk about bad stuff, don't you worry' because that's kind of what people listen for but uh but by and large, the economic news continues to lead lead us to think that um the you know that uh, we're not anywhere near um the recession that seems to have caused all the pearl clutching in wall street we are in fact we are in fact with an economy that does really that's doing really really well i have seen at people make estimates on the on the impact of the of the continued government shutdown um which is beginning to impact uh, some folks here we have uh, so people who listen to the show, if you're new to us, first of all, thank you and welcome. We're really glad you're here. I hope you'll listen more often. Uh, thank you for choosing us on your Saturday morning where there's so many other things you could possibly be doing. But one of the things that um, that I do here, I, if you haven't listened to the show before, I'm not just your humble radio host who chooses to have his name be the title of the show, But I am also uh, an economist and currently work as a a dean of a school. It's one of the schools within St. Cloud State University. Uh, And one of the, you know, someone said, what's the impact of the shutdown on you, King? And it's like, well, I'm planning to travel soon, so I guess I have to see the impact on TSA. I visited with a a now retired air traffic controller last night while I was at a, while I was at a, concert i don't even know why i call it a concert it was um two absolutely amazing musicians longtime people in in playing here in minnesota uh although one of them actually hails from uh, originally from north carolina and um and but i ended up sitting next to a person who's a retired air traffic controller and my wife who hates it when i fly i mean Hates it when I fly. She'll it'll keep her up nights thinking about thinking about oh he's going to go in the air and he may suffer from untimely descent, which is her euphemism for for a crash. Um, the and, and he said, no, we're all working. We're not getting paid, but we're working." It's like, well, wouldn't you get mad about that? Wouldn't you? You know, it's like what, what do you think we say, "I'm not getting pay paycheck this week," so we're going to make these planes crash? Said, no, that doesn't happen. It's, you know, it's not, it's, it's not that at all. And so I get to experience that. But here's the other side of that. Here's another side of, the, uh, of that. We are currently in the middle of trying to get a grant application in to help with some uh, student training in a particular field. I won't go into details because I don't want to, I can't campaign for a grant that we're working on. But we, uh, you know, universities work on grants. Many of those grants come from the federal government. Places such as the National Institute for Health, the National Science Foundation, National Endowment for the Humanities, and the and all of those are closed. So, if you have a question about, you know, how should I fill out my grant application? You can call. You get a recording. You can, you know, it, so so I was interested. Uh, so we're interested in that we we've got workarounds. We're 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 we don't feel like we're going to be really badly. Uh, uh, impacted by by that that inconvenience because and that's pretty much what it is it's an inconvenience but one thing that i that i've seen recently has been estimates of what's the impact on gdp growth from the shutdown well if you listened to the start of the show from the top of the hour and you heard the news minute you heard i believe that was vice president pence Um, say that all these workers are going to get paid during the shutdown. And and it's like, well, if the shutdown ends sometime before March, they're going to get those checks. What are they going to do with them? Well, they're going to buy stuff, and that stuff that they buy will have only been produced. And since the P in GDP stands for gross domestic product, if you're shifting when something gets bought within a quarter, the impact on GDP is null and void. If you're measuring over a year, the impact on GDP eventually is null. As long as people get their money. Eventually. So, I mean, that was kind of an important thing that you heard in the news at the top of the hour. Because that sort of said, you know, uh, uh, my interpretation of that is these people are going out and saying, well... GDP will be affected by the shutdown. You know what's going to be affected by the shutdown? I actually heard uh, Jay Powell. We got a a clip of him, actually one longish clip that we might cut into pieces for you. Um, The one thing I heard that I found really uh, quite interesting uh, from him was, well, if the government shutdown continues, we won't have so much information about how the economy is doing. And I, I wanted to say... You say that like it's a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It might actually be a good thing. Maybe you'll stop relying on, on what you hear in the markets what you and what you read across, you know, being data dependent, you have less data. I'm reminded by the story of the story. I don't know, since Andrew's new to us, he's not heard me tell this story yet. I've probably done this on the program once or twice before because it's, one of my absolute favorites because I love to talk about what indicators we use in forecasting. Um, my, my favorite indicator in forecasting, uh, particularly up here in, a, in, a, in greater Minnesota where the presence of agriculture is, is always around us, in, w- even though we live in a regional center that, that collectively with the suburbs around St. Cloud, we've probably got about 100,000 people Within a ten-mile radius of the St. Cloud City Hall, um, the you know ag is still important. So what do I, I? What I do is on Sundays when the when the car lots are closed, I use I drive around and look for what's happened to the number of pickup trucks on this lot. And I just try to I try to eyeball it and say it looks like there's more. It looks like there less. And if I get the impression that there's a there's a, a a surplus, a glut of pickup trucks on the parking lot. I conclude from that, farmers aren't coming in to buy their trucks. Hmm, something must be off. I one of my favorite stories on this is Alan Greenspan. Right now, folks got to go interview for work. Um, partic- when the economy when the economy's doing well, or when the economy's beginning to suffer, and we're starting to see some layoffs. People need need jobs, and so. Business people will not skimp on their their shirts because I mean I, I spend a lot of time thinking about the shirt and, shirt and pants I'm putting on when I've got to go to a business meeting. What I don't spend much time on thinking about is the underwear. Alan Greenspan used to call Hanes and Fruit of the Loom and other other manufacturers of underwear to find and particularly of, of uh, particularly of uh, of underpants, both men's and women's, and ask how are sales in that line going and if they were going well he concluded that people felt like they had enough money that they could afford to replace the underwear that might might that the underwear that has holes in it your mom warned you you needed not to wear because who knows if you're in an accident and then they got to take your pants off in the emergency room or they're not buying them because they feel like money's going to be tight and they have to skimp and save on every dollar they have And so Alan Greenspan's measures there, and I'm thinking to myself, hey, Jay Powell, take a page out of the Alan Greenspan playbook. Start start calling the, the underwear manufacturers, or do something else. Okay? You don't need the Commerce Department to tell you everything, to tell you absolutely everything about what's going on in this economy. Or, Mr. Powell, you could just listen to me. I'll tell you what's happening. BLS is funded by out of the Department of Labor budget. Department of Labor already has its budget for the year. They're not subject to the shutdown. So so the unemployment data I had no problem thinking it would come in. And of course they also do CPI, the, the consumer price index, producer price index. And those numbers came in just came in just fine. Core CPI up two point two percent year over year. Okay, that's the fourth month in the last five. That, that we've registered that two point two number. As listeners here know, I'm more fond of the median CPI number, which rose at two point four percent, or there's a there's another one that the Cleveland Federal Reserve keeps track of called called the trimmed mean CPI. It takes it takes basically it chucks away the outliers and takes and takes the middle eighty four percent of the distribution and says, how fast did that grow? takes off 8% on one side, 8% on the other side, and takes the 84% in the middle. And that went up 2.5% year over year. Regardless of how you measure inflation, and even using the Fed's preferred measures, inflation is running at least at 2% and maybe closer to 2.5%. That's both good news and bad news. Good news is all of our concern all of the pearl clutching which I'm going to talk about in a moment of of quantitative tightening has not impacted what's happening on the inflation front. That's the good news. The bad news is as we'll hear as we'll hear from uh, Mr. Powell um, shortly. The Fed is arguing that it, it has the Fed word of the week is patient. At this particular moment, if I was Groucho Marx, he would see a little bird come down and give me a hundred dollars. Um, the the Fed has used. I mean, it's not just it's not just Powell, but every I almost made a montage of these. Every president's given a public, ind- or 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 governor that's made made a public statement this week that you have recorded has made sure they used the word patient in their statement i will find for you the patient words in the in the fed minutes which were released this past week if we're at the other if we're at the other end of the range at the 2.4 to 2.5% inflation number that's reflected in the median or the trim mean cpi measures or even if we're at the 2.2% number that's reflected in core CPI, should we be patient? Or should the Fed be be continuing with the path that it was on, which indicated that they planned for two more rate increases in the next year? Which, as you're going to hear, the market is in disagreement about. We'll give you more of the economic data, and we'll discuss those points coming up after these messages. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
2: If you could do something to protect your family with just 10 minutes effort, would you bother? If something should ever happen to you, that 10 minute effort could mean the difference between hardship and financial security for your loved ones. Life insurance is something most people don't like to think about. Too many people do nothing until it's too late. The reason? People expect it'll be a big hassle ethos changes all that ethos is modern life insurance for people who don't have the time for fine print extra doctor's appointments or hidden fees ethos is affordable it only takes about 10 minutes to apply online and you'll be taking the first step in ensuring your family has the help they need to maintain the life you're building for them even if the unexpected happens Ethos brings you choices that don't require an in-person meeting with an agent. And in most cases, there's no need for a doctor's appointment. Ethos, life insurance for the 21st century. Apply online in just 10 minutes. Get a free quote now at GetEthos.com. That's GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com.
1: This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for TownHall.com. It appears that the economy is slowing down and that markets are signaling even further weakening. I've been an economic optimist since the Trump election, especially when he made broad-based tax cuts a priority. But I did warn that the effects of the tax cuts would be short-term unless he continued to push in a pro-growth direction. But after the tax cuts, the president instead pivoted towards increasing taxes on international trade. Make no mistake, tariffs are taxes. And as such, they choke off growth. And that's exactly what has been happening. Economic growth has gone from a sizzling summer of over 4% to to an average fall at under 3.5%, and the winter looks like it might be cooling down to under 3%. If, in the president's language, we want to make America great again, and we really want to beat China, growth is the way to do it. I'm Jerry Boyer. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
7: We love custom. Let us know about your custom pumping, spraying, or heating application. We represent the best pump and pressure washer companies and are glad to custom cater a solution for you so that you have the right product to get your job done. Call us today at 763 521 4442 and let us know your specific requirements. Or visit us at AmericanPressure.com.
0: American pressure, pressure, pressure. Spray
6: it, don't If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on that bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Well, thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in.
8: Alexa, play Business Radio 1440.
6: Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Business 1440 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo.
7: Welcome back King Banyan show business 1440 651-289-4477 your number to call we'll take your questions we'll take your comments um, again it, it was so the week the week after a release so after the jobs market jobs report particularly with the commerce department not currently reporting out any data your data your data sources are a little bit lighter What's out there has actually been I think by and large pretty positive all right i'll I'll start with the negative stuff and tell you why I think it's why I think it's a bit oversold okay so one of them is the National Federation of Independent businesses they have a small business index that did that did go down by four tenths of a point it's still at one oh four point four which is which is now at the level it was in October of 2017, pre-tax cut. That that strikes me, that strikes me then as being being uh, very much a, um, a, a an in, something that that's worthy of some concern. But and is highlighted something I've said: capital formation, which is the which is the real key indicator of the effectiveness of those tax cuts. Businesses are indicating uh, smaller capital spending plans now than they were even three months ago. The reasons for that, to me, are manifold. I think they largely come from having an economy that is more, more exposed to the global economy than it was 10 years ago. Therefore... Between China and Europe, and you know Japan won't be much help, uh, and some uncertainty in Latin America. It's it's a difficult environment for multinational firms located in the United States to do business right now. Set setting aside what's gone on with with the with trade. There was a good story. Let me see if I can find. Let me see if I can find that for you. Here it is. Um, there was a piece uh, yesterday in the South China Morning Post. In the Friday uh, South China Morning Post, indicating that the that the talks that we talked about last week had gone well enough that uh, it's expected that uh, Vice Premier uh, Liu He, uh, is the um, is is basically the top. Is their top trade negotiator, and and basically uh, uh, is uh, is uh, President Xi's uh, right hand person on economic policy. So you could think of him as probably closer to closer to uh, a sort of a cross between Lighthizer and Cudlow in the United States. He does all the trade negotiating, but he also makes all the statements and kind of runs uh, both fiscal and monetary policy. They Really, if Chi has taken a lot of economic decision making and put it in the hands of the, and so that's going to be that's going to be that. So, the fact that he's expecting to come to Washington means that the talks they had this week, which went a day longer than was expected, that those talks are now expecting to lead to something happening here and the reason for that is is the president trump announced earlier this week that due to the shutdown he was not going to go to davos after all my guess is that's a relief to him and to pretty much everybody else not because they don't want trump or Trump's, but but my impression of the president is that he doesn't like flying to visit foreign leaders that's not part of the job he enjoys, um, and so, so I think I think the shutdown uh, gave him a, a reason to do something he wanted to do anyway. But he was scheduled to meet Liu in in Davos, and now Liu has said, "That's fine, Mr. President. I'll come to I'll come to DC, and we can talk." Uh, and my guess is he will. My guess is he will have, um, he will have a uh, a meeting directly with Liu when when he's in D.C. Um, this is from the th- this is from Reuters uh, yesterday afternoon. U.S. officials expect China's top trade negotiator to visit Washington later this month, signaling that higher level discussions are likely to follow this week's talks with mid level officials in Beijing. According to uh, Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin, "quote The current intent is that the vice that Vice Premier Liu Hebel will most likely come and visit us later in the month, and I would expect the government shutdown would have no impact. We will continue with those meetings just as we sent the delegation to China." Um, the Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg report that the talks involving Mnuchin and Robert and Robert Lighthizer will take place on January 30th and 31st. Okay, so the market has reacted to say, "Hey, that looks like really good news," and I think that's important. I think that's important, and we'll 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 get more into that in a moment. But into in a moment. But that that would be that would be one reason to have been been uh, as optimistic as we have been about about what 's happening in uh, there right now, so NFIB down'm not sure exactly why i don 't think but I think certainly getting the 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 pause button that got pressed by chi and Trump in uh, Buenos Aires at the end of November seems to be helping mo- helping and there's now seems to be positive momentum towards some type of resolution my guess is they'll end up with something that looks like the US Mexico Canada agreement there will be a lot of fanfare there won't be a whole lot of real changes the real question will be what if anything gets done regarding uh, intellectual property that seems to be where the pressure is particularly from US firms right now not coming out of the not coming out of the administration the administration probably wants latitude to sort of paper over uh an agreement there that maybe doesn't have as much uh bite in its bark but i i think they're getting pushback from from u.s uh businesses from the from the business sector here in the united states that no you need to do something that's real in this area um the other numbers that are the, the other the other data that came in during the week so We still get the uh, Institute for Supply Management numbers. The service index uh, ticked down to 57.6, which was a disappointment versus the street estimate. However, that's still well above 50. I'm not... Look, we don't need the economy to keep growing it. We don't expect the economy to go to a 4% growth rate. Indeed, this is the most interesting part of the whole conversation of of whether or not the economy is growing too fast or it's growing too slowly. Can the Fed be patient? Can the Fed not be patient? All of this. I want you to think about this. The rate of increase of employment has accelerated in the last six months. The size of U.S. payrolls has been increasing at an increasing rate. For those of you that do math and calculus, I'm talking about the second derivative. Okay, That's actually increased over the, next, over the last six months which which in a world where we had say 5% or 6% unemployment would be like just absolutely fantastic news what's the concern here the concern is that if you don't have where are these workers coming from and this is what this is what was interesting about last week's jobs report which I, and I'll repeat I'll repeat myself here the most interesting thing about the jobs report was the increase in the size of the labor force. You had increased labor force participation. You had an inc- and you had a smaller one tick versus a two tick increase in um, in the employment to population ratio. These were these were important facts. The U.S. labor market is able to meet increased demand for workers with with additional workers. But these workers are typically workers who weren't in the labor force beforehand. So you're seeing an increase in re-entrance, you're seeing an increase, and you're seeing along, along with an increase in new entrants, which is more a function of population, those re-entrance, those entrants are, are people who were working, stepped out for a while to do something else, maybe, maybe for training, maybe for f- child raising, for whatever, now they're back, now they're back, and they are finding work. The ability of the economy to, to stay at that three to three and a half to four percent rate that it's been in in the last year depends in great part on on two things. Productivity, which is influenced by investment, and the ability to find additional workers that can help produce the, those additional goods and services, right? As you look at the number of job openings, you know, that's that that number got, Jolt's number got released. That that was down 160, that was down about uh, 300,000 jobs. Uh, number of hirings um, uh, fell 218,000. Gross job hirings fell by 218,000 in the month of October. October and what's interesting is the number of people quitting their jobs is slowing down a bit. I think this is this is um, an interesting part. If you're working, if you're you're engaged in in business activity currently, I think you have more nervousness. but for the people who stepped away from the workforce, um, perhaps involuntarily, businesses are still hiring and they're coming into the they're coming back into the labor market and they're finding work. That is not a description of an economy that's that's slowing down. That's a description of an economy that perhaps is is ticking upward rather than downward. We'll come back with more with more of this and we'll we'll actually we'll actually bring some of these some of these thoughts about the Federal Reserve in in the next segment of the King Banyan show coming up right after this on Business 14:40.
9: Com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. Ineedmorehair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at Ineedmorehair.com.
2: Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com.
9: Do you have a family? Would you like to help
0: make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no obligation quote. 1-800-930-2646. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-930-2646. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-930-2646.
4: 1-800-930-2646. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. The colder weather tends to allow for more time to reflect on things, Sometimes we wonder if we're doing the right things, or at least wonder if we're doing the best things. As a business, it is easy to be distracted by the advice of others, the influence of the world's view on how things should be, and certainly by our carnal desires. We pray that as the Kingdom Builders continues, that we would never lose sight of what and who is really important. As we will certainly make mistakes in this endeavor, we trust that the Church, the Word, and the Holy Spirit will guide and direct us back on point, This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's word to examine our hearts and our motives because we try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.net.
7: Welcome back, King Daniel Show. This is fourteen forty. Thank you for listening today. So let me let me finish with with sort of a, a summation of things that are, that are happening. Let let let's most of the news that I think was positive on the week actually comes from overseas, not Brexit. And I'm actually gonna I'm actually going to hold off on commenting on Brexit because honestly, at this moment. I don't think any of us know how that really plays out. Uh, okay, so maybe it, maybe in the last segment I'll say something about it. I I plan uh, I I plan I, I will be on the uh, we'll be on vacation next week when I come back in two weeks. My my thought is at that moment we'll probably have a much clearer idea what happens there, and I'll take some time to exp- to explain where we are. Um, uh, I, it's very possible that when we next speak. Speak live here to you on the on the air. Theresa May will not will either not be the prime minister anymore, or um, that uh, they they will be heading into um, new elections in the UK, which I think will be their way of hitting that will come with the uh, hitting pause on uh, the March 29th date. Um, I, I I think that's possible, but I would give that a probability of probably about. Thirty percent, and I would put maybe at forty percent. They're going to pass that bill, right? Um, uh, and and then the last thirty percent, I think, goes to the to the uh, no deal Brexit. Um, but I think I think it's more likely they'll pass that bill than either of the two alternatives. But I still think the two altern the the probability of the two alternatives is greater than fifty percent. So that that is pretty much where my head is at that and I'm just going to leave it there. We'll go we'll come back to talk we'll we'll come back to talk about that in a couple of weeks. Uh we'll know we'll we'll probably know a lot more than that. Although although you remember when we did this show throughout the Greek crisis um we were constantly I was at least maybe you were too. We were constantly amazed and and surprised by by the ability of the EU and 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 the ECB and the Greek government, we didn't believe they could kick the can as far as they kicked it. And uh, I think I my guess is when when they run into trouble, can kicking is the first thing they do. They will delay. They will delay as much as they possibly can. And I think I think I think that's where that goes. But uh, with that said, the. You know the news elsewhere. I think has been pretty uh, has been uh, pretty strong. Not only have we seen the the Chinese uh, U.S. trade dispute look like it's moving on a positive trajectory toward resolution. I think we've also seen we also note uh, that noted this week that uh, China has decided that it really needs to restimulate the economy. They they basically. And perhaps unintentionally uh, engage, engaged in some tightening of their own monetary policy that I don't believe they understood completely what they were doing in that regard because they have completely reversed course within the last ten days. Um, we talked about the reverse, the, rever- the uh, reserve requirement being reversed uh, down a half half a percent uh, last week. Um, this week, they announced that uh, they were going to they were going to inject liquidity into the banks that lend to small and medium sized enterprises. The Chinese private sector is in, is is in some real hurt, caused probably my my summation is probably due to a liquidity squeeze, and I think uh, I think the Chinese have have figured out that that was really hurting them. And they're reversing course. Now, the problem with that is that means that they're going to increase their debt-to-GDP ratio. And so a a debt crisis to China is now coming sooner rather than later, although I don't think it will happen in the next year. But the nature of debt crises are, one of the phrases we use in in the language to talk about debt crises is sudden stop. People loan to you, loan to you, loan to you, until all of a sudden one day they don't. Uh, if, you read, if you read a history of uh, Bear Stearns just before it, it, it dies in September of 2008, the Bear Stearns crisis, or excuse me, in March 2008, the Bear Stearns crisis is basically every night they had to go out and borrow massive amounts of liquidity just to keep the, keep the uh, investment firm open the next day. And they were borrowing and borrowing and borrowing, and everything was fine. And all of a sudden, one day, everyone looked at their balance sheet and said, "Boy, your balance sheet looks really stinky. I don't think I want to lend to you tonight." And within a week, they were gone. So, um, so I, th- I think it's worth I think it's worth uh, keeping an eye on, and I think I think it makes the risk of China a little bit greater. Uh, I don't think I I don't think I would focus I focus on that quite as much uh, than people do uh japan japan is just ticking along fine uh and most of the neat the, most of the news from europe turned out to be pretty good uh the retail sales numbers uh unlike the macy's report that we heard about this week and 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 so on um the retail sales numbers in europe are fine I, i'm just going to say this about the macy's things uh andrew and i were talking uh, before the show about this i find it just fascinating. I was looking for something to t- sort of create a segment about about it and the more I heard the more I realized the people who are expert in the retail sector don't have an explanation for why Macy's has a problem. It sounds like it's really idiosyncratic that it's just Macy's. Target didn't have a problem, Kohl's had didn't have this problem. I heard one commentator try to say hey, it's because it's because Macy's are at the our mall anchors and places like coal and target are not mall anchors. And so, and, I'm th- and so, and so, you know, the internet doesn't affect them as much. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Does that really make any sense to you? Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. you got an explanation for why Macy's would, would have to take a 20% hit to their stock and not the others. Other than something weird happened at Macy's that didn't happen to anybody else. If it is that, then it's, Frankly, it's a non-story. It's just, hey, this is the sort of thing that happens. You know, you hope it. You hope it's not Macy's. But uh, but tell tell me, you know, tell me why Macy's. Tell me why Macy's isn't Sears, which is really on life support. They're they're in they're in their bankruptcy proceedings, and they're trying hard not to get liquidated uh eddie lampert who's the guy that uh, owned sears and has made the one bid to try to keep it afloat he threw some extra money into the latest bankruptcy filing to try to bring them out of bankruptcy He threw that money in this week and uh it's not clear that the creditors aren't going to say no 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 sell it all off give us give us the loot we're done with that so with that with with that, let me let me turn to let me turn briefly to and, and start the process of talking about what's ha- what what happened. The, the the stuff with the Federal Reserve continue to go a little bit cuckoo this week. Um, I I want to start just with with you know what I am probably going to do these do these in a bit of bit of order. I, despite the news which I think by and large is positive and people have just sort of whistled past the inflation report it makes me a little bit crazy that, that, that people are continuing to pick nits with the Federal reserve here's the nitpicking that happened cut number one
6: we have had a week of Fed speak and Fed chair Jay Powell's communication about the balance sheet causing even more confusion he was talking about autopilot. But clearly, that's not yet the case.
1: You're in a tough box. He sort of backtracked from that. No two ways about it. This was on autopilot. They're clearly still on autopilot.
4: They certainly don't want it to stay at the sort of extended level.
1: need to consider that they need to be more flexible around this. How much is that still being repressed by the Fed's balance sheet? He's changed his wording. That's a small mistake. He has indicated that this is still substantially unnormal. But we'll, we'll see how they, uh, how they move forward here uh, in their guidance come, come March.
7: So, what did he, you know, I, Mr. Powell's probably thinking to himself, what did I do? What did I do? I don't know that I did anything wrong. But, everyone, everyone's still complaining about Jay Powell. The guy who was on TV, I mean, I mean, the guy is um, becoming um, almost as overexposed than Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl. Uh, and, that, I mean, it's just, it, 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 I, I, th- I actually believe at this particular moment. Maybe the Fed just needs to stop talking and just let the market figure it out for themselves. But instead, what they're doing is they're, 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 they've are they're they reached the point where it's like you can't win for losing. So when we come back from this break, I'm going to play for you. What did Jay Powell say that caused that reaction? We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
6: Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley.
3: Imagine your business being on the first page of a search engine like Google or at the top. What could that do for your bottom line? The answer is at Salem Surround, digital marketing that surrounds your potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. When they're on their computer, mobile phone, or tablet, your ad is there. When they attend a sporting event, conference, or concert, You're in front of them on their mobile device. When they walk into your competitor's store, your message entices them to visit you as well. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. That's SurroundMSP.com, connecting you with new customers.
8: Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is having its 89th anniversary this January, and to celebrate, they want to give you the gift of comfort. That is the traditional 89th anniversary gift, isn't it? Here's the deal. Buy a new high-efficiency furnace and AC or boiler this January, and you can save up to $1,900. Then you and your family can enjoy years of comfort all year round. It's what Standard Heating has been known for ever since they opened for business 89 years ago. And while technology and homes have changed, Standard's dedication to top-notch service hasn't. Just ask one of their nearly half a million satisfied customers right here in Minnesota. So give your family the gift of long-lasting comfort no matter the season. Learn more about saving $1,900 on your new furnace and AC or boiler and all their other 89th anniversary deals today at standardheating.com slash patreon. That's standardheating.com slash patriot. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, comfort you deserve.
5: Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance, in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines
7: welcome back King Banyan show business 1440 We're talking about we're talking about uh, the Fed. You know, before I leave this, one more one more point about this global economy, and it actually will come up in a clip I'm going to play in the next hour for you. If you think about what's happened in the world economy so far, it's largely been one of the U.S. economy going through this growth thanks to the U.S. consumer getting a tax cut. Some of those, some of that tax cut went to buy imports, and you know, so it's not a shock if you have taken if you've taken a course or two in in economics you probably shouldn't be shocked by the by the by the uh likelihood that uh a tax cut in the United States would increase the trade deficit because it increases demand for imports what has to happen, though, is that we need, you know, and I'll I'll tweet this at the break. Uh, Brad Setzer's uh, blog at the Council for Foreign Relations makes this point that that the real problem is is you know if you if we want to have this conversation with China about trade policy, could we also have a talk with them about consumption policy? Chinese households save twenty three percent of their of their income. They they partly they have to do that because there isn't. There isn't much of a social safety net available for for their pensioners. They don't get very much when they age out of the workforce, not from the government. So they have to have a substantial savings. But 23% of GDP being saved is probably a number that leads to lower global demand for goods and services if the chinese could figure out a way to encourage their household sector to cons- to increase its consumption it would probably be the case that the trade deficit would fall and the growth the growth prospects for companies overseas in europe and in the united states would be improved right but if you look at what's happening right now particularly for durable goods like cars or I know people don't normally call them durable goods, but smartphones, right? There were these reports that the Chinese aren't buying iPhones, and there are reports about the Chinese not buying, not buying cars, even though even though Tesla is now creating a factory, uh, building a new factory in China. Okay, so maybe that's temporary, but in, in, in the main, the Chinese have not helped us in terms of increasing global demand and we are we are led by an administration that I think is bound and determined not to be um, not to be the sole locomotive of the world economy. It is not the U.S., you know, because to be that sole that sole locomotive means you have to provide you have to provide you know your consumers with enough income to do that with stimulus. You have to keep pushing on additional tax cuts. You have to pay your furloughed workers because we can't. You know we can't. We can't have. We we can't have money out of the system because we're responsible for world demand. That can't be just our responsibility. And if the president was going to Davos next week after next, I would think one of the things he'd want to talk about is what are you doing to stimulate demand for for global production well you know when we see when we see if if your countries are suffering from deflation well maybe that's because your consumers are not are not uh, demanding goods and services at the same rate at the same rate that ours are maybe that's the problem so that is that 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 Thought process that which which is out there would, would indicate we what we are talking about in terms of the trade deficit is indeed a sim- symptomatic of the f- of the fact that the U.S. seems to be the economy that's growing faster than the others, and the reason the stock market falls is in snow, is not because interest rates are rising, but because earnings are being are being affected by the lack of growth in other countries. And our exposure to that is significantly higher. Significantly higher than 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 I think would have happened in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. In fact I'm I'm rather sure of that. Um uh, I, I'm rather sure of that particular that particular point. Um six, five, one, two, eight, nine, four, four, seven, seven, the number to call. So let me, we don't have enough. To, I, I wanted to get that and It took longer than I thought. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to move the, move the fed over to hour two to sort of like, okay, what, what's a guy got to do to get some, you know, to get some love as a fellow reserve chair. Okay. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to understand what is happening in, um, happening in wall street right now. Um, you know what, uh, Andrew, queue up and play again just to reset this. Here's what's happening the commentary that you're getting on the news channels. Let's replay cut number one.
6: We have had a week of Fed speak, and Fed Chair Jay Powell's communication about the balance sheet causing even more confusion. He was talking about autopilot. But clearly, that's not yet the case. You're in a tough box. He sort of backtracked
1: from that. No two ways about it. This was on autopilot. They're clearly still on autopilot.
9: They certainly don't want
4: it to stay at the sort of extended level.
1: need to consider that they need to be more flexible around this. How much is that still being repressed by the Fed's balance sheet? He's changed his wording. That's a small mistake. He has indicated that this is still substantially unnormal. A- but we'll, we'll see how they, uh, how they move forward here uh, in their guidance come, come March.
7: Oh Federal Reserve tell us what to do tell us what to do. I think this is the this is the part uh, I mean I appreciated the transparency that was provided by by particularly by Ben Bernanke and continued with by Janet Yellen but the downside of this is the Fed is now excuse me the markets are now addicted to the Federal Reserve telling them hey everything's going to be fine hey everything's going to be fine hey everything's going to be fine and, and perhaps it's the case that everything is it going to be just, you know, your, your interest rates will always be lower? We'll see. We'll be back after this. Uh, you're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
10: Pat Boone here again, and I assure you I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now, not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night?
3: And cyberspace. And I am
1: proud to be a member of And I'm
3: proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country.
8: Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve.
3: AFreserve.com
4: Hi, this is Tom Barrett, president of Lean Partners. We are celebrating 15 years of helping Minnesota companies dramatically improve their margins,
1: delivery, quality, and generate capacity. So we'd like to recognize a few of our clients by having them share their story. My name is Michael Murphy, owner of Mail Handling Group a printing and mailing company located in Eden Prairie. I started working with Lean Partners 15 years ago. During that time, Lean Partners trained us how to use Lean to drive bottom line savings. With Tom's guidance and his consultants, we became an industry leader with world-class quality, delivery, and service. We also found profit we couldn't have realized without Lean. Lean Partners worked with me and our leadership team to create a solid culture of performance for the long term. There is no question that Tom and Lean Partners have been integral to my company's success.
4: Thanks, Michael. Are you interested in a customized plan to improve your business performance? Visit MyLeanPartners.com. That's MyLeanPartners.com.
2: Business 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group